Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to Drew and Sam Talk Training, episode number 131 on this cold February day. My name is Sam with Bowser Consulting. And I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And on today's episode, we're going to teach you the secret to how to get people to come in when you need them. Yell at them. Uh, demand it. Write them up if they don't. Oh, the good old show up or you're fired. Yeah. Heck yeah. All right, Drew. Uh, episode 131. Here we are. We're going to see how we get people to come in if we have made a great schedule and something has happened where it's pretty obvious that we're not going to have enough people. So dive in, brother. Before we get into the store, let's go to the normal human being for a moment. Almost no matter where you live by this point, you've experienced something really cold or really snowy this winter. Correct. All right. Last month in January, we saw 60 below wind chills in the northern plains uh, down to um, zero air temperature in Memphis, Tennessee. It's kind of cold. Yeah. So if you're a normal human being and the weather's bad, three feet of snow in Buffalo, stupid cold sam do you want to leave your house do you want to go into work that day no no not at all the roads are bad your local news is telling you don't drive unless you have to do you want to go into work today no i don't your team falls into one of two camps at this moment they can be like sam and be like i don't want to work today look at it out there it's kind of crappy and they don't know that you want them in work or they're in the other group where they look out there and they go, wow, weather out there is kind of crappy. I make a crap ton of money today. I want to go into work. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I like where you went with that. So the way we get people to do things we need them to do is to tell them what's in it for them. Yeah, not with them, because that's what's in it for me. I care about with it. <laughs> with it good. <laughs> with it good. Probably in the background of this podcast right now, uh, Devo is playing. That's totally going to be the title. Whip it, whip it good. Yeah, there you go. So <clears throat> I'm busy. It's cold out. Maybe I didn't even want to come to work. How, how do I ask somebody else to come into work? And step one is asking them. If, if I may. You may. That's, that's step two. Step one is upon hire or at the start of the season saying, hey, when the weather's bad, I'm going to ask you to come into work. I want to plant that seed before the weather's bad. So is that your complete dialogue during no. the seed planting? No, not at all. Okay, tell me more. Well, it depends. So let's. which one would you like to start with? Would you like to start with the interview or the team member that started in May? And here it is, November, December. Which one would you like to start with? Let's hit that second one first. And here's the reason why I want to hit that second one first. I think that is more likely 
going to be a larger percentage of the conversations that people need to have? I would say that that second conversation should always happen regardless. Every November, I should tell the team, this is how this is going to work. Agreed. Now, for those of you that are good leaders and you build a good schedule, you're looking at the weather and you're attempting to build that into your schedule. And maybe you're, you're, you're okay with that. Um, Sam and I live in Michigan where literally we had a snow event coming and they were like, you might get three inches, you might get 17. It's 24 hours out. We don't know yet. So the idea that weather is going to help you build a schedule sometimes isn't accurate. Not particularly, especially if you're building the schedule the way that Drew and I have both suggested you do and you do it two weeks out, not one week out. So here you are, a weather event hasn't happened yet. It's not going to happen. It's still a balmy 45 or 50 degrees in November, somewhere not named Michigan. It's like 31 here and it's snowing already, but let's say it's November for the rest of you. I want to individually talk to each member of my team and I want to let them know that we're coming up on weather season. Can you say that again? Just the way you said it. Just the same way. We're coming up on weather season. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> now we know the names of the seasons for and all. Weather season. Turns to spring, summer turns to fall. Now we know the names of the seasons for and all. Weather season. Spring. And stuff's going to happen. It's going to snow. It's going to ice. It's going to get ugly outside. And when it gets ugly outside, do you know what our customers do, Sam? They say it is too crazy out for me to drive. So I'm going to ask someone young to drive and bring me my pizza. And there's actually really good reason for that, because statistically, um, I saw this right after the pandemic and, and, and I'm feel free to fact check me if you would like, but some, some insane number, like 78% of adults don't know what they're going to eat for dinner at 4 PM. I've heard that number before as well. It's, it's a ridiculously high. And the first time I saw it, I was like, that, that cannot be accurate. <laughs> like, like, like a main part of adulting is food, <laughs> right? One would think. Um, I've got the Google machine running and I'm not Googling very well. So we're just going to go with, uh, with your number. Let's say let, it doesn't matter if, if the number's even like, like less than that. If you live in a town of 20,000 people, 5,000 of them may not know what they're going to eat for dinner tonight. And a non-weather night, they're going down to the local grocery store. They're hitting fast food. They're hitting the restaurant, whatever. Right. But tonight, too bad for them to drive. They don't want to drive. Because like all of us normal people, we look at that and go, oh, it's 20 below zero outside. I'm not going out today. It's snowing sideways. I'm not going out today. And then, you know, hey, I'm going to make someone else do it. <laughs> it's at our heart. We're all good leaders. We delegate. But let's have that conversation with our team before the weather's bad. Hey, I'm going to ask you to come in. Now, Stan, is there a chance that the 17-year-old insider is going to be like, my, my parents won't let me come in when the weather's bad? Mm, chance is pretty high. How would you answer the 17-year-old insider, my parents won't let me drive in when the weather's bad? A couple of things going through my head. I think it would depend on how long the 17-year-old has been with me and how well I understand the dynamic at their household, which you may not understand it at all, and you may understand it very well. 
So if I understand it well, I'm going to use that knowledge to determine my next move. How about you? I'm good with that because you and I, well, you and I both know there are parents who are just like, Johnny's not going out tonight. Right. Like there's just no way. And that's cool. And once that happens, that happens. And as leaders, it's not like you can argue that. No. Or you're going to lose Johnny because his parents are going to say, find another job. I didn't want you to have that job in the first place. Correct. So I, I think that's important. But let's talk about some of the options to get Johnny in there um, without being a dictator minus a tater. And that is we could offer to pick Johnny up. We could ask Johnny if his parents want to bring him in. Likely Johnny's parents said, you can't drive to work. And Johnny being young simply said, okay, great. I've got the night off and didn't think about options. So I think we put options in front of them. We listened to his response to the options. We pushed just a little bit if we don't think it's going to harm our mutually beneficial relationship with Johnny. And we go from there. And the key here is I'm not having this conversation when it's 20 below and snowing sideways out. I'm having this conversation weeks, if not months ahead of time. And, you know, you said we're getting into weather season is a conversation that you'd have with folks. What if we, we, we changed it from weather season to we're getting into big tip season? Now we know the names of the seasons for and all. Big tip season. Turns to spring, summer turns to fall. Now we know the names of the seasons for and all. Big tip season. Spring, summer, fall. When it snows. It, it's it's when tips get higher and we get busier and there may be a time where where I'm going to give you a call and, and give you an opportunity to make more money than you would have made this week. Weather season is money season. Wait a damn minute. <laughs> now we know the names of the seasons for and all. Money season. Turns to spring, summer turns to fall. Now we know the names of the seasons for and all. Money season. Spring, summer, fall. Somebody stop me! Yeah, I think... Uh, I, I mean, maybe this is just me. I don't think it is. And I think how you ask people is more important than what you ask people. Correct. Oh, I think the win is important as well. I agree. Your success on the win, I think, is going to be determined on your ability to ask in a way that is good. You know, from what I see with leaders that are on the beginning of their journey to finding their way to becoming the leader they want to become, that's one of the biggest things is, is their how. How many times have you heard a team member say, oh, manager, so-and-so, hard worker, good guy. It's not what he asks. It's, it's how he asks or how she asks. That drives me crazy. The no please GM. Or the screamer or the command and control that worked 20 years ago and can still work today if you have a very selected team that responds to that. But that shallow is an already very shallow labor pool. You know, I think the key to this, how do we get people to come in? Um, I like your first step. We've got to talk to them that these times will come up. And then I think we have to make the decision when it's time to call people and to actually call them in. I can remember very distinctly when I was early on in my career, I would say to myself, 
I don't have time to call anybody. Oh, I see where you're going now. Okay. I was, I was curious, like, like, what do you mean I actually called them in? But now, I, yep, totally get it. So I would be working on the make line and I'd say, you know, if I take a minute to call somebody in, these pizzas are going to be a minute later. And it takes a couple of success stories to realize that that one minute of calling somebody and ending the phone call with, can you call two more people? And you start that telephone game. You know, once that second set of hands gets there, that second driver gets there, it's not like you doubled your staff. It's like you tripled your staff because now things start happening much more efficiently. And I think people that are new to the game, or even if you're not new to the game, maybe you've forgotten about the times where you knew you needed somebody and you didn't think you had time to call them. If you are already behind, you absolutely have time to call for help. I need somebody. It's amazing to me how many times managers will go down with the ship. And I should say not just managers on duty will go down with the ship. That that shift leader, the assistant manager, the general manager. I've seen supervisors who run a shift go down with the ship because somebody calls out and instead of finding the replacement, they just keep making pizzas. Yeah. And that's that's what's super frustrating to me is a lot of times we're piloting the Titanic and we've known about the iceberg for six hours and didn't change course. If something happens out of the blue, which it's going to sooner or later in your career, and no matter what you do, there's still going to be maybe not the very best outcomes ever. I get that. If you're running lunch and your four o'clock driver calls in at noon, you got four hours to do something. What are you doing? And We've got to start being proactive so that so that these small bumps in the road don't become major traffic backups. And it starts with that communication piece. So whether it's at the interview or whether it's and again, here in Michigan, you're probably having the weather conversation in September. In Florida, you're talking about, hey, you know, at some point the iguanas are going to drop from the trees because it gets a little too cold and you're still going to have to come in. But they could have hurricane season down there. They could have, you know, tropical rain. You know, we were in Hawaii in December and it was the rainy season. And people don't know how to drive in Hawaii when it rains. I mean, I think, I think every part of the country has a weather season. Not a Minnesota, it's 60 degrees below zero with the wind chill. And if you're not completely covered from head to toe, you're going to get frostbite in less than a minute. Or you got to drive through four, six, seven inches of snow. But but you've got monsoons in Arizona. You've got hurricanes in Florida. You've got flooding in Texas. Dust storms. I remember the first time I was, I'm like, oh my God, how come I can't see? It's because I'm covered in dust. So I think everybody's got something that they need to communicate with their team. And if you're new to an area, you talk to the local team members about, you know, what is it here that we have to deal with? They'll tell you because they know. If you're new to an area, the nice thing is your local news station will put that onto their social media feed or actually have it on TV if you still watch such a thing. You know, they'll do tornado preparedness week. They'll do a winter storm thing where they'll do the little, you know, hey, you like in Michigan, they always talk about having a crash kit in your car. Like you should have water bottles and gloves in your car because once winter hits, 
better to be prepared to go off the road and be stuck for hours than to go off the road and not be prepared. And if you do put winter bottles in your car, put them in a cooler. Because in weather like this, this cooler keeps them from freezing. Yep, which is crazy. But in Florida, it's the same thing. I've got family in Florida and they have they have like hurricane preparedness week where they talk about storing water bottles and where do you meet after a family because or after an where does your family meet after an event because stuff happens. If your local news is telling you as a family, as a household, you should do this. I would probably wager as an employer, you should do this with your team as well and talk about what we're going to do when the weather hits. That I'm probably going to ask you to come in because customers are going to call and we're going to be busy or click. How do, they, how do you say it now? Is it customers are going to call or customers are going to click? I think customers are going to click. I, I mean, that's what they're going to do, but I'm just wondering how we say it. Uh, customers that's, are going to order. All right, that's fair. That'll right. work, right? They're so, going to order. They are, because when the weather gets bad. Through their favorite platform. When the weather gets bad, that's what they're going to do. So have that conversation. And you know your area better than we do. And and maybe it's not winter for you, but it's the um, Midland, Texas, 117 degrees week. Yep, still got to come in. That's that's hot. Yeah, that's hot. Uh, last time I checked, nobody applies and nobody is hired on as a sunny day only driver. Right. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. However, as leaders, you've got to convince them why. And that's where weather season is tip season. Weather season is extra money season. And that's the benefit. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna recap this guy. It's all about communication. You got to communicate to folks if you want them to come in when you need them. And you know, one of the things that I had a person in class, or gosh, I don't remember it, is we want to make relationships with people before we need them. Emotional bank account deposits before withdrawals. Yeah, yeah there you go. So, so I think that's the key to what we talked about today. It's not specifically what you're going to say that will make people come in, although how you say it is going to be a determining factor in their decision-making process. It's that you've got to have a relationship with your team and you should be talking to them before you need them so that when you need them, the conversation isn't a surprise to them and they will hopefully be willing to come in and make some extra cabbage. Yeah, I said cabbage. Cheddar. Cheddar. Um, yeah, that one was too cheesy for me. Oh. Oh. Couldn't help myself. All right, what I missed in that very short and dis- succinct recap. That was a very nice recap, Sam. Uh, it's like you took notes through this. I just like the fact that at some point, with it, with it good, is, is probably going to be the title of this episode, just because how do you skip out on that? Yeah, and as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to throw some Devo on the uh, on the uh, whatever I'm listening to music on these days. Your your little Apple music play thing. Yeah, yeah, I can't even keep track of my devices. That's yeah, I'm a Spotify uh, guy. Yeah, Spotify. What am I? I typically am using uh, either Pandora or Sirius Radio. 
And I should probably cut one of those out of my monthly expenditures. I have, I have cut series completely and just gone Spotify. Yeah. Uh, it's got the podcasts I listen to. It's got my music playlist and it also allows me a class. I'm just going to digress for a minute. So, you know, I like to play music in class and most of my music is purposeful. And it's not the music I listen to outside of class. I do it because I want to see who the auditory learners are. So most of my music are covers. And if I'm teaching class for multiple days, I will ask somebody at the start of each day, what genre do you want to listen to today? And it's usually... Yeah, I remember you doing that when we were in Chicago together. Yep, it's punk, bluegrass, classical. Uh, I've added funk in and it's all covers. Right, 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 right. I remember that. It was... um... That was a lot of fun. And one of my buddies just shared with me a new one where they have taken like 50s big band and made covers of everything. And the first one I heard was Pour Some Sugar on Me from Def Leppard as a 50s big band. Wow. It's amazing. So that's totally going to be one of the next options is big band. I like it. I might have to check that out. Wasn't uh didn't maybe Def Leppard do an album cover with a symphony orchestra? Was that Def Leppard? I can't remember. Oh, uh, Metallica did it. Uh, that's uh, their uh, S&M because it's Symphony and Metallica. They did it with the uh, San Francisco Symphony. Now it is decades mm. ago. <laughs> Seems like yesterday for me. It, it would be for everyone and it is Frighteningly decades ago. The uh, one that I found now for your listening pleasure is Postmodern Jukebox. Post. Oh, I love those guys. That's a group, right? Yeah. They played in Detroit about, it must have been just after the pandemic because I was lobbying hard at home to go to that. And it was still not far enough removed from the pandemic. And we were still a little, uh, a little iffy on going out into public. Uh, but yeah, I've seen a lot of their stuff on, on reels. Uh, yeah. they, are, they are very entertaining to watch. And I think extremely talented. I, I've seen it a couple times. I hadn't thought to add it in because I didn't think there was enough in that genre to, to make a big enough list. And then I'm like, now I'm like, nope, it's going in. Uh, yeah. The one, the other one I listened to for the funk covers is a band called Scary Pockets. Scary Pockets, nice. And and they do like like beatnik jazz covers. You know wow. the, that like like single guy like plucking the double bass and the little like shh, 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 on the funny. drums and and oh my gosh they do they did a Megadeth album with it being like like soft jazz like that. <laughs> Smooth jazz Drew goes to Megadeth. I just completely disappeared in the Northern Lights there for a minute. So, so gang, uh, talk to your people, make those relationships before you need them. Get out and listen to some postmodern jukebox or some empty pockets. Expand your musical horizons. Expand the way that you lead and uh, live a full life. You've been listening to episode number. 131 of drew and sam talk training share them like us and uh post them on your socials as always i am sam with hauser consulting and i am drew with better than yesterday consulting 
go out, sell more pizzas. Have more fun. That's all, folks.